Welcome to Exaltation. This is Father David Masterson bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true. Our scripture today is Luke 18:35 to 43. And it came about that as Jesus was approaching Jericho, a certain blind man was sitting by the road begging. Now hearing a multitude going by, he began to inquire what this might be. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he called out saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were by the way sternly told him to be quiet. But he kept on crying out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and commanded that he be brought to him. And when he had come, he questioned him, What do you want me to do for you? And he said, Lord, I want to regain my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he regained his sight and began following Jesus, glorifying God. And when all the people saw it, they gave praise to God. The story of the healing of the blind man Bartimaeus has special significance because it occurs within a week of the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a scene that all three evangelists include in their Gospels. Mark gives us the greatest detail in Mark 10.46-52. Let's briefly recount this wonderful scene. Jesus is on his last journey to Jerusalem. It is only a week before his triumphal entry into the city and then his betrayal and crucifixion. As we read of this final week of Jesus' life, we will understand something of the extraordinary determination and tension of spirit that caused Jesus to set his face with resolve towards Jerusalem. Our Lord Jesus knew who he was. He knew the mission the Heavenly Father had given him to fulfill. He had spent three years calling his disciples, training them to follow him, performing miracles, and teaching the message of the gospel. Now it was time for him to accomplish his greatest mission, to die on the cross for the sins of the whole world. Mark 10.32 says, And they were going on the road, going up to Jerusalem, And Jesus was walking on ahead of them, and they were amazed, and those who followed him were fearful. And again he took the twelve aside and began to tell them what was going to happen to him, saying, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and will deliver them to the Gentiles." And they will mock him and spit upon him and scourge him and kill him. And three days later he will rise again. 
the disciples following the Lord Jesus didn't understand what he was saying. So they walked behind him on the road to Jerusalem, frightened and dismayed at the demeanor of his presence. The Lord Jesus was determined. He was resolute in his every stride. His face was set to fulfill his task. He walked with the shadow of the cross upon him, and he was bracing himself up for the last struggle of his life. If there were ever a time in the ministry of the Lord Jesus when we would expect him to be oblivious to the need of one poor man on the roadside, it would be at this moment. But as they came to Jericho, there was a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sitting by the roadside. Now, Bartimaeus is a notable character. He is an individual who thinks for himself and is not easily dismayed. Being blind, he had a lot of time to think things over. And he had heard that from the seed of David there had arisen a great prophet named Jesus, who worked miracles and proclaimed himself to be the Son of God. Being familiar with the Old Testament prophecies, Bartimaeus compared Jesus with the scriptures and realized that indeed this was the promised Messiah. So he thought to himself, if ever Jesus comes down this road, I will cry out for his help. I will profess my allegiance to him, even if everybody else around me doesn't believe in him. If I can only get his attention, I will ask him to heal me and give me back my sight. So when he heard that Jesus was passing by, immediately he cried out with a loud voice, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. Verse 40 says, And Jesus stopped and commanded that he be brought to him. Even when preoccupied with the great victory that he was soon to win on the cross, Jesus stopped and commanded one poor blind man to be brought to him. This is a powerful lesson for all of us. We are often more selfish in our sorrows than in our joys. When we are depressed or discouraged or downtrodden, we are inclined to say, as long as I have this weight on my own heart, how can you expect me to be interested in the needs of others? How can you expect me to do the work of the ministry or get involved in helping the poor and the needy? Jesus left us an example for us to follow. There is no greater comfort for sorrow and grief than to fling ourselves into the concerns and needs of others and to bear their burdens. Jesus, with his face set with determination to face the cross at Jerusalem, is yet free enough of his own concerns to stop and give help to one poor blind beggar by the roadside. Therefore, Jesus gives us an example to follow in this story. But Bartimaeus also provides an example of earnest seeking after Jesus. Notice the persistence of this blind beggar. He cries out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then the crowds on the roadside told him, Be quiet, will you? Stop your shouting. You are disturbing the teacher. 
But Bartimaeus would not be silenced. He cried out all the louder, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The people persisted. Stop, you foolish beggar. Don't bother the teacher with your cries. But Bartimaeus wanted his sight. He must have it no matter what the cost. So he presses on. Jesus continues walking and goes past Bartimaeus as though he did not hear him. The chance for healing was passing away. And Bartimaeus cries over and over again, even louder, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, the verbs for crying out in verse 38 and 39 are different verbs. In verse 38, it means an ordinary loud shout to attract attention. In verse 39, it means a loud, desperate scream. Bartimaeus wanted his healing badly enough to get Jesus' attention at any cost. He would cry at the top of his lungs if only Jesus would help him. Listening friend, do you have the same earnest desire to see Jesus and cry out to him to heal you? It is the earnest cry of faith that stops Jesus and obtains his mercy. In the midst of all his work of guiding and governing all of creation and inspiring and leading his church, Jesus will turn aside to you if you will only seek him with longing and desire in your heart. Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. And Jeremiah 29, 13 says, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. The important phrase is with all your heart. Sincerely, earnestly, with desperation, no enemy could have stopped Jesus in his journey to Jerusalem. No urging from his many loving friends who told him, Slow down, Jesus, take a rest. Stop taking your ministry so seriously. Yet it was the cry of a blind beggar that got Jesus' attention and resulted in a miraculous healing. Then notice that Jesus calls to those who earnestly seek him with all their hearts. Verse 49 of Mark 10 says, And Jesus stopped and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take courage, arise, he is calling for you. This is the wonder and splendor of the gospel of our Lord. To all who seek after him, he calls them to himself. Jesus says, Come unto me, all you that are weary and tired, and I will give you rest. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. But you are unwilling to come to me, so that you may have life. This is the great comfort of the gospel that Jesus is calling you. Are you seeking him? Do you want to have eternal life, the life of God, in your soul? Do not be afraid to come to Jesus and trust in him. Do you feel in your heart a quiet drawing of your soul to know and love Jesus? Do not resist, but yield to the gentle calling of Jesus. The words spoken to blind Bartimaeus apply to you. Take courage, arise, he is calling for you. 
There is another lesson to be drawn from these verses. It is that Bartimaeus ignored both discouragement and encouragement and came to Jesus himself. At first, the crowds discouraged Bartimaeus. They tried to hush him up and told him to be quiet. Then the crowd said, Take courage, arise, he is calling you, go to Jesus. Whenever your friends try to either discourage or encourage you, ignore your friends and go to Jesus yourself. Often we are swayed by the opinions or counsel of our friends. They often mean well and may have good intentions, but if they try to comfort you before you believe upon Jesus, they are offering bad advice. What is needed is to get all the way to Jesus, to experience the miracle of God's grace in your own heart. Real comfort comes from the transforming power of the gospel within our hearts. If you are consoled and comforted and encouraged before you experience the touch of God upon your life, it will be a false comfort. It will not bring you the lasting healing that you desire. It is very important for each one of us to press on to get to Jesus for ourselves. The narrow gate that leads to eternal life must be passed through one person at a time. Once we are in the church, we find the blessed company of many others who will encourage us, pray for us, and help us on the way. But entrance into the way must be one person at a time. Each of us must come to Jesus, believe upon him, and throw ourselves on his mercy. Bartimaeus didn't hesitate for a moment. He gave no thought to the crowds around him. But verse 50 says, And casting aside his cloak, he jumped up and came immediately to Jesus. Now notice this detail. The cloak was probably his only possession. It had protected him from bad weather for many years. But he was so eager to get to Jesus that he flung it away as though it meant nothing to him. Dear friend, if anything keeps you from coming to the Lord Jesus, throw it away from you. If there is a possession, a habit, some bad company, perhaps the love of money or pleasure that is keeping you from coming to Jesus, throw it away and come to him right now. Say to yourself, no matter what the cost, no matter what idol I have to give up, I will cast it away and come to my Redeemer's feet. I will get to Jesus. I will make him my Savior and my Lord. I will have him right now, no matter what the obstacle is in the way. You are listening to Exaltation. I'm Father David Masterson bringing you the beautiful, the good, and the true, heralding the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ so that we may experience life in Him. Let's continue our lesson. 
Having come to kneel before Jesus, the Savior asks Bartimaeus directly in verse 51, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man says to him, My master, I want to regain my sight. There is no hesitation, no uncertainty in the blind man's mind. He wants to see. He has been struggling with blindness for many years and earnestly wants to be healed. Oh, dear friend, will you come to Jesus and tell him your need? Will you tell him that you are desperate for him and want to be healed? Don't say, I cannot pray to God. I don't know how to pray. Just tell him that you are a sinner worthy of death. Tell him that you have a hard heart. Tell him that you are caught in addictions and bad habits. Tell him that you are slovenly and irresponsible. Tell him that you need his forgiveness and the gift of a new heart. Don't have yet another talk with your friends. Don't read another best-selling book or listen to another sermon. Simply come to Jesus and put your faith and trust in him. I was recently counseling with a young man in his 30s. He said, I still struggle with my addictions. I was able to be free for almost a year, but then that same addiction came back again, and now my wife has kicked me out of the home. I told him, listen, stop thinking of yourself as a Christian with an addiction. What you want is real change. Real change comes from within. It comes supernaturally from God himself. Real change doesn't come from medication. It doesn't come from counseling. It doesn't come from attending a support group. Those things provide only momentary relief. But real change comes when you get down on your knees and surrender everything to God. Simply cry out to him to free you from bondage, and he will. What was the result of Bartimaeus coming to Jesus and telling him what he needed? Verse 42 says, And Jesus said to him, Receive your sight, and your faith has made you well. Now please bear with me for a moment while I unpack the meaning of a very important word that Jesus used. It is the word in verse 42, where he says, your faith has made you well, or, in some other translations, your faith has saved you. This verb for saved or well comes from a Greek word meaning to save, to rescue from danger or destruction, or to save a suffering one from disease, to make well, to heal, to restore. So this important word can be translated one of two ways depending upon the context in which it is found. This is where it's helpful to bring in a third party for more insight. If we look at the Syriac text, it gives us a compelling clue for how to understand this word saved or well. It translates this word as given to life or restored to life. This is the same root used in Genesis 2-7, where we read, And the man became a living being. Now stay with me. It is the life-giving force that distinguishes between living and non-living things. 
Life, according to the ancient Hebrews, is unending and cannot be eradicated. Death is considered the most powerful weakening of the life force, but cannot destroy life entirely. Illness, poverty, and the negative effects of the environment also decrease the quality of life at its fullest. So now we can understand what Jesus meant when he said in John 10.10, I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Jesus destroyed the power of death and brought God's eternal kind of life to all who believe upon him and commit their lives to him. Now, add to this understanding of the word saved, the fact that wherever Jesus spoke about faith making you well in the New Testament, he added, go in peace. The word for peace in the Syriac is shalom, meaning whole, complete, soundness of health. Here, the message translation captures the full double meaning of saved. It says, And Jesus said, Go ahead, see again. Your faith has saved and healed you. The message translation doesn't choose between the two meanings of the word saved. It rightly combines them both in the same breath. Therefore, we know that Bartimaeus was completely saved. He was healed, he was restored to life physically and spiritually by placing his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Listening friend, do you believe that Jesus is able to save you as he was able to save blind Bartimaeus? Do you believe that Jesus Christ can restore you to life can give you God's eternal kind of life, can heal your soul if you ask him. Simply say to yourself, I will go to Jesus today. I will not delay. I am done with seeking solutions from other men. I am done with seeking only temporary relief from counselors and friends and psychiatrists and any other human sources of help. I need supernatural help. I need God in my life, and I will go to him and beg for his help. Jesus Christ promises that he will never cast away any who come to him. He promises that those who believe upon him will have the light of life. He promises that those who believe in him have passed from death into life. He promises that those who keep his word shall never see death. Now, friends, these are truly mind-boggling, life-changing promises from God. Do we believe what God has promised us? One last thought. Look at verse 43. And immediately he regained his sight and began following Jesus, glorifying God. And when all the people saw it, they gave praise to God. What did blind Bartimaeus do as soon as he received his sight? Having found Christ, he stayed close to him. Our Lord Jesus said to him, Go your way. What way did Bartimaeus go? He could have thanked Jesus and then gone off to do his own thing. But Mark 10.52 says, And immediately he began following him on the road. 
the way of Jesus was his way. He says, in effect, to Jesus, I can now see for myself, and I will choose my path, and I choose to make your way my way. So many people in the modern world claim that they are saved, claim to follow Christ, but they don't live like it. Acts 2.42 teaches us the minimum basics for following the Lord Jesus Christ. Then those who were saved continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. How many professing Christians meet these four minimum criteria for what it means to follow Christ? Blind Bartimaeus, now healed and able to see, uses his sight for a good purpose. He became Christ's disciple. He apprenticed himself to Jesus and made him his master. And remember that Jesus' crucifixion is only a week away. So Bartimaeus follows a leader who is going to be spit upon, mocked, and crucified. Jesus is on a journey to die, and Bartimaeus follows him all the way to the cross. I want to be like Bartimaeus, don't you? To have the power to walk with the crucified Savior right into persecution? An old rabbi once said, Make God's will thy will, that he may make thy will his will. Bartimaeus reminds me of the motto of the Marines. Semper Fi, always faithful. Bartimaeus was a man's man, a real hero. He had a marine-like manhood and courage about him. He was an earnest seeker after Jesus. He overcame every obstacle to get to Jesus, and once he was healed, he followed Jesus all the way to the cross. Will we do the same? Let's pray together. Gracious Heavenly Father, come to us. Give us the courage to earnestly seek you with all our hearts. Help us to overcome every obstacle to get to you. Heal us, save us, make us well, that we may follow you wholeheartedly as your disciples. We pray this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For of him, and through him, and to him are all things. To him be the glory, both now and forevermore. Amen. You've been listening to the program Exaltation. I'm Father David Masterson with God Debt Ministries. You may reach us on the web at godetministries.org. That's G-A-U-D-E-T-E ministries.org. This gospel outreach is entirely listener-supported. Please help us proclaim the gospel on the radio to a needy world. You may donate online at our website. Your gift, large or small, is gratefully appreciated. Until next time, may God richly bless you with this word of encouragement from the prophet Isaiah. Do you not know? Have you not heard? 
The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired. His understanding is inscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might he increases power. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not faint.